0: Welcome to the third episode of the 3&D Podcast. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. I'm here with my two co-hosts, Ryan and Tony. So today we got a lot of great segments planned, talking about some hot takes, if generations are able to be compared, cross-generation different players. And also we're going to start off with a new segment called, Who's Got Next? So Ryan, if you want to explain that?
1: LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. Just a few of the names that are currently defining the NBA today. But what we'd like to do in this next segment, we like to call Who Got Next? We'd like to take some time to discuss who the future stars of the league are going to be. So what we're going to do, each of us is coming in with our own top 10 players in five years. So what we're going to do now is go one by one and each give 10, then nine and so on. So I'd like to start here. My number 10 best player in the NBA five years from now, De'Aaron Fox.
0: Oof. A
1: little bit of recent there, well, huh? uh, uh, uh Guy yeah, 35 yeah, yeah. for a
0: week. We're going De'Aaron oh, Fox now. Huh?
1: Year four, 24-7-3. I know he's on an abysmal Kings team, but De'Aaron Fox, I've been high on him since his days at Kentucky. I think he is a freak athlete just as quick as. John Wall or Russell Westbrook were at their best. I think he's a great player, and I think if the Kings give him something to work with, the league will take notice of that.
2: Okay, I respect it. I, I like the Aaron Foxes play a lot. All right, hmm. um, I just wanted to mention and clarify we're not doing college players here, so everything is- everyone in the NBA right now is for a game. No seventh graders. No seventh graders and no <laughs> one fucking so, taking calculus right now. Like, I don't sorry, Mi- sorry
1: Mikey Williams. You're you're not you're not allowed to be honest.
2: He's nice. He's, he's nice. Disgusting. He's,
0: he's
1: disgusting. He's disgusting. All right, Tony, I'm still give, us your,
2: give us your time. All right, listen, listen. This might come as a little bit of a shock to a lot of people listening right now, but number ten, going with the king himself, LeBron James. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking Age kidding doesn't me right matter. Now? Age Ooh. doesn't matter when it comes to LeBron James. Are you, you serious? Know, that you know, man will retire a top 10 player in the league.
1: You know, I really, I'm trying to find a way to disagree with you right now, but I'm just not sure that I can. You I mean, can't. You he's can't. going to be in his 20,
0: what, 21st season. Who LeBron cares? James
1: entered his prime in 2005, and it is still currently going
2: on. He's so, you know, 41. Oh, my. When he's Jordan was in Jordan's last season, he was still putting up 26-3. 37? I, actually, I believe it was 38-39.
0: I think it was 37.
2: How about you double-check that and get back to me?
0: <laughs> I can't even believe you just said a 41-year-old LeBron guy. LeBron James. I mean, listen. Every, he's been proving everyone wrong for years. Everyone saying, oh, when's LeBron going to fall off a cliff? I don't think he'll ever fall off a cliff. I think he's going to retire at, at a point he's comfortable retiring at, where he's not just a bum on his team. But five more years? I Listen, mean, when, when does Bronny get back get into the league? What, what are we waiting on? Three years? Four years?
2: I think it's three. I think it's three now. That's only two years after.
0: Is that really right. hard
2: to believe, two seasons playing with his son? You're,
0: you're a fucking fanboy. I mean, there's all nothing right. else I can say about it. It's not it. even well, a All right, let me get into my – let me get into my 10th here, huh? i let you two say your dumbass takes. So, I'd like to start off with, first off, my snub of my top 10. Shea Gildress Alexander, he's not on my list, but this guy has easily the possibility to be a top five player five years from now. I mean, you look at the stats right now. 23.7, 4.7 rebounds, six assists. And he's doing that on fifty forty eighty shooting. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be a superstar. I'm not I'm not willing to give him top ten yet, but I like his play. <laughs> I don't mind that. Also, I, don't I don't mind, mind it. Also to clarify, I have no one on my list above the age of twenty six because I feel like predicting the future is impossible. Like I could look like an idiot after LeBron wins his seventh MVP at forty one. No, you will look like an idiot when LeBron but, wins M V P at forty one years old. No one over twenty six. So to start I'm going with the guy. I'm wearing him on my shirt right now. Ben Simmons.
2: Oh. I don't like
1: that. Yuck. I don't I'm like, like your that pick. At all. You don't got
0: to like mine. I mean, the guy. I think, yeah, I think Simmons that's The fine. definition that's of an all-around player, you're looking five years down the line. He doesn't even need a three-point shot to be a top ten player in the league. And – I definitely that's... have faith that he will be. Will get yeah, He doesn't need a three-point shot. False. He needs a shot that's though. Not true. The
2: boy doesn't even have a jump shot.
0: I'm very excited to see. Name one top player excited... in the league right now that can't that can't score at will. Score it! I think Ben Simmons could score at will if he wanted to. I really do. Oh come I'm on! Stop to it! I'm to. excited Stop. to see a team that is built purely around Ben Simmons, not Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Putting Ben Simmons at his strength, I think that if you get that big freaking 7-2 Cameroonian out of there, I think Ben Simmons is glorified, absolute superstar.
1: Ridiculous. That's uh, that's absurd. So you, so you say you're valuing Ben Simmons over Embiid?
0: No, 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 no. More than a team? I'm saying I'm excited to see after the Joel Embiid era. After
1: the Embiid. Embiid? I'm excited okay. to see what
0: Ben Simmons can do. Okay. Ron, give me number nine.
1: So for nine here, I also like to mention I don't have any, I, there's no player over the age of 27 on uh, on this list now. Okay, so my number nine spot, uh, I'm gonna go with Ja Morant. Okay, I think, last, I think last year showed his flashes of superstar potential, and I think again, much like the Aaron Fox, if Memphis gives him some pieces to work with, I think we're looking at Russell Westbrook 2.0 right there.
2: I could see it. I could see it. I agree with that. All right. So I already know. Uh, I'm waiting for this argument with Peter right now as I unveil my number nine pick. I'm also taking a 76er. Give me Joel Embiid, number nine. Yeah. Oh.
0: You literally prepared to make this episode and just said, yo, let me pick the worst 10 people that I could actually think of. I mean, yeah, LeBron. You're starting. The worst if 10? If you think that Joel Embiid is going to be able to walk after he's 33 years old, He'll you're be, an idiot. He's 27 right now. He'll be 32. He'll be fine. Yeah, he's 27. How many seasons has he missed already? How, how many games has he missed? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about he's it. He's finally having an MVP year, and he gets hurt. He will I not be able – I don't think – put me on a tape right now. Joel Embiid will not be playing at an all-star level after the age of thirty. Two, thirty-one, thirty-two. Put me
2: on the tape. Joel Embiid will always and forever be better than Ben Simmons. I okay. I I agree I with
1: wholeheartedly that. With, I that. Agree with that. But I mean, oh man, with Joel with Embiid's r- r- injury history, I just can't imagine he's not going to be in a wheelchair past, past the age of thirty-three.
2: <laughs> you know, you know what? We're going to have to really remember this episode in five years. We need to come back to this. We need to look and see exactly how right I was.
0: Yeah, we're going to be finding you sleeping in the back backyard <laughs> of a fucking McDonald's in five years <laughs> right. after these takes. All, right, all, right, all my, right, for my nine here, I think this is probably a consensus pick here. I'm going with LaMelo Ball. I mean, he's been okay. showing out this year. And I think he's only going to go up. I mean, you look, as soon as he got inserted into the starting lineup, what was he having, like 25 and five, maybe higher than that? I mean, he's just... He's a star already in terms of, like, the way he plays, the way he carries himself. Obviously, he's not a star by the standards of the NBA. But I think if he keeps, keeps expanding his game, he's going to be something special in the league. And I think the most impressive thing
1: about LaMelo Ball right now is that people
0: have to understand this kid has had
1: national spotlights since he was 16. Think about what we were doing when we were 16. Worrying about an algebra, an algebra exam. Yeah, that's our biggest concern when we were sixteen. And this kid has had a na- has been on the national stage, but basically his entire basketball career, or like the important part of it.
2: Not even just and- on a national stage; he survived the national stage. I remember yeah. Yeah. some very questionable incidents happening with Lamelo Ball in the last five years.
0: I mean, and I'm I- thinking when I was sixteen, I was sitting right next to Ryan in chemistry class. Just getting absolutely reams by my teacher for doing terrible on the test. So, so Lamelo <laughs> can do that and survive. I mean, it's not even like people loved him too. Like you had his like fanboy lovers like Tony. Whoa. But like people people hated Lamello. They hated the style of play oh. that they played at Chino Hills. Like Listen, I'm I'm mad enough to admit I
1: hated the entire ball family, but I had I've come around to both Lamello and uh, and Lonzo. I thought uh, the ter- the the point where I started hating Lamelo for me, I don't know if you guys remember, he scored like ninety something points in a high school game, and if you watch the hi- ninety two, if you watch the highlights, he sta- he's he's cherry picks the entire game and is just standing underneath the opposing basket. So I thought he was I thought he was lame. Then I really th- I really thought he was just more of a trend than an actual
2: good player. But he's proved me wrong. He's also said the N word on live national television. Let's not forget.
0: <laughs> okay. Right, give me your eight, Ryan.
1: <laughs> eight, I'm going with who I think is going to pan out to remain the top three big men in the NBA for years, uh, Carl Anthony Towns. I don't think there should be – I don't think we got much disagreement there. I mean, I love Cat and I love the way he plays, especially, I mean, through all the hardship that he's been through this year. My goodness. But, uh, unfortunately, I pray that the Timberwolves don't give him the Kevin Garnett treatment and just waste – the first half of his career,
0: no, I uh, got nothing to say. Yeah, nothing
1: to say. I I'm,
2: agree. I don't know top ten, but I definitely agree he is an elite talent. He will be an elite talent for years to come. Um, but at number eight here, give me Jason Tatum. No hate there.
0: I mean, the only hate I say is number eight. Yeah, you got, oh, you got seven let, guys that are. A better. You'll You'll, hear, gonna, you'll we'll, hear my seven guys, and you'll see. We'll get to. We'll, we'll get to the hate after this pick. Cause <laughs> I'm actually going for my eight. I'm going Devin Booker. Book at eight? All right. Devin Booker at eight. I mean, the guy is. That's fair. That's fair. Unfortunately, for some reason, he's not a bona fide all star yet. He got in this year because of an injury replacement. But, like, same thing with Carl Anthony Towns. Once they get on, once Devin Booker got on a winning team, you saw how good he actually is. Like, we knew yeah. how good he was. Yeah. But, like, you don't really get recognized, like, top 10 recognition, unless you're either on a great team, just playing great, or if you're so good, that it doesn't matter how bad your team is.
2: He, also, served, on a he also survived the Kardashian. That's, not, that's a pretty big accomplishment. Yes. That's a yeah. real big accomplishment. Shout out
0: Chris Humphreys. Which, which one did he date? Kim. Oh, Kim. Kim.
1: He married Kim. Oh, Kim. Kim. He, he married Kim. Kim.
0: Tristan got 72 to.
1: He was married to Kim Kardashian for, the, for shorter than the NBA offseason this past year. That's <laughs> ridiculous. I
2: mean, honestly, anytime anyone mentions Kim and a man, you, you got to mention Ray J. Ray J always hit it first. All right. That's all, all you got to right. know. That's the song. That's so- every
1: Listen, every, every, every middle school boy's favorite movie star for a little bit was AJ. <laughs> <laughs> all right, give me your fucking seven, bro. This is ridiculous. Seven, seven, I'm going Donovan Mitchell.
2: Respectable. Respectable.
1: Again, again, like, he's already, to me, he's Utah's best player. One of the best teams in the NBA. He really, really does it all. For somebody who really wasn't that highly talked about coming out of college, like I knew, at least for me, I knew who Donovan Mitchell was. But like you know, he wasn't one of any. He wasn't one of the guys that was jumping off the draft board like this kid's special. So he's really surprised man. I think he's just only going to get better. Hopefully, he gets a little better as a part of the New York Knicks. But we won't. <laughs> we'll leave that. We'll leave that for now.
2: We'll leave that for now. All right, at number seven, give me Lamelo Ball. It's not enough. To, honestly, I think it's way too early to say, but. The kid has Hall of Fame star written all over him. Oh, my God, bro. He
0: played, what, 30 games?
2: The things he can do with the basketball is ridiculous, all right? That's all I got. I agree. I agree. I'm not bleaching up for here, but. Relax. Relax, huh? Again, we'll see Uh, in 10 years.
1: We'll see where LaMelo's at. We'll talk. I d- I do want to say coming out of coming out of college, Lonzo got a lot of Jason Kidd comparisons, but after watching them both, I think Lamelo looks way more like Jason Kidd than fucking Lonzo does. I don't
0: know. Jeez, I think, he, the, I think the Lonzo ball Jason Kidd comparisons is actually one of the only ones that media has gotten right. I mean, you look at guys. I, I'm, not, pick-
1: I'm not saying his game doesn't reflect Jason Kidd. I'm saying Lamelo just does more. I think Lamelo. In in two years from now, Lavelle is gonna be able to do everything Lonzo can, but way better.
0: Except if Lonzo's on the next.
1: Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, of exactly. course.
0: Exactly. All right. My number seven here, I'm going Carl Anthony Towns. I agree with everything Ryan said. I yeah. think the same thing you're sco- you're look you're seeing with Devin Booker right now, where he's getting the same recognition he was getting, but now it's on a winning team and people are starting to notice it. I think the second cat gets out of Minnesota, I think he's gonna go transcending the superstardom and Honestly, we won a few MVPs. If, if we're being real here, he is so talented.
1: So for six here, uh, I'm going Devin Booker. So a little bit higher than you had him there, Peter. But uh, you know, like, like you said, this this year has really allowed everybody to see just how good he really is. And uh, you know, even though he's been an All Star snub the past uh, the past three seasons, I think once. Once, you know, Curry Dame begin to calm down, it's got to it's Devin Booker time. Really, it's his it'll be his time in the spotlight, and that it'll just keep getting better.
0: Yeah, I think what's interesting about that too is you just mentioned like Curry Dame. I feel like in the NBA right now, the guard pool that we have is so talented and people don't really understand that. Like you look at a guy like like CJ McCollum, he is ridiculously good at scoring he's just not an all-around player but he's great and he's looked at like a second or third tier guard in the nba right now yep. you drop you drop cj mccollum in the 2000s where you got a lot more iso ball a lot of that cj mccollum might be an all-star
1: oh yeah i, mean, I think i think this this like error this group of nba players that we have now the the not the just below all star talent is some of the best we've ever seen. I mean, just the production from players who aren't all stars on teams has been ridiculous. Like my Dennis Dennis Schroeder has been mm-hmm. fantastic for the Lakers. Yeah. Like like you like you just said, CJ McCollum, great. Booker, even though he got in he technically did, wasn't an all star this year, fantastic. I mean that's like Drew Holiday. Yeah, you know. Just
2: not a step above role players, but still ridiculously productive for the mm-hmm. team. Absolutely. All right, my pick number six, give me Car Anthony Towns. I mean, there's not much to say.
1: Yeah. Co- yeah uh, I think his
2: only weakness, honestly, is his mentality. I think he's he's still a little soft. I think if he can toughen the fuck up a little bit, cat's a problem.
0: Alright, bro. I mean if you're winning <laughs> if your winning percentages under like thirty <laughs> percent for the first five years of your career, and you're dropping 30 and 12 consistently, I think you would be a little soft. I think too. I'd be depressed. Probably be... Soft? I don't know. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Um, funny story, actually. I think I texted you guys this. So, on a podcast with Shannon Sharp, Jamal Crawford, who was on that Timberwolves team with uh, Jimmy Butler and all them, was he was at that practice where Jimmy Butler took the third-string guys and beat the starters turns out Jimmy Butler was wearing a $150,000 watch that's, and had not changed out of his street clothes that's Ridiculous! while just beating the shit out of Carl Anthony Townsend and all those guys. I mean, that's got to be demoralizing.
1: That's why Jimmy Butler's that dude. I mean, he that's, is. that's literally it right
0: there. He really is. Alright, so I'm going with another Western Conference Center here. Um, I think his game translates so well into, like, into his prime and even at the tail end of his prime. Going with uh, Nikola Jokic here at six. Wow, at six.
2: Okay,
0: at six. I do think there are five guys better than him, but he is going to age like a fine wine, not to be that guy, but he is going to be because I mean his basketball IQ right now is unbelievable. absolutely
2: shooting oh, everything
0: like that. So he, if anybody doesn't rely on athleticism, it's that guy. So <laughs> Jokic kind of. All right, all right well, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll move on. To my, I'll move
1: on to my number five right here, which is Jokic so you could throw him in there. Jokic kind of plays like the monstars stole his <laughs> abilities, but he still found a way to be good. Like he has he's the least graceful player I've ever seen who is still disgusting. And I think if you get you give someone like Jokic the athleticism of somebody somebody like Carl Anthony Towns, it's over. Yeah. I think it'd be, a, I'd be it's over. It's a scary day for the NBA. All
2: right, at number 5, I'm going Zion Williamson. I mean, oh my god! Five? I think I think when it comes to Zion, I think he's going to peak pretty early. Just in case that I don't think his body is able to sustain the way
0: he plays. He's 21. Is he even 21 years old?
1: I think he's still swan
0: 20. In. He'll be 25. And you think his body's going to start degrading at 25? No, I think he'll be in the peak of his career at 25. You think peak Zion? All right, we'll talk. About, we'll talk about this. I'm sure. Ryan and I both have Zion up there. We'll, we'll right, talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. No, we'll, we'll we'll, we'll no, you'll see list who list.
2: I have above him and then you'll understand. Yeah, we'll see.
0: All right. Five here. I'm going JC Tatum. I do think, Tony, you ranked him a little low, but okay. I mean, all love for JC Tatum. I do think that he does need marginal improvement in basically every area but his scoring. Yeah. Where. If he if he adds a little bit more point forward to his game, I know he doesn't really have the opportunity to do that right now because he's never really the primary ball handler. But if he adds – if he's getting five, six assists a night coupled with Jalen Brown and whoever they go have going into the future, I mean, we could be looking at like a T-Mac, Vince Carter situation in Boston right now where they could win multiple championships, especially if they stay together. I mean, they're both – and we saw Jalen Brown kind of come out this year
2: no, definitely both elite young talent. Like I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. So for four, uh,
1: I got him one step higher, Jason Tatum. All right. It's my as my number four spot. Uh, basically, I agree with everything you just said. I think in five years from now, Jason Tatum will definitely be good enough to be your best player to win a championship. I mean, it. I mean, for for his for him to come out in his rookie season. And compete in the Eastern Conference finals the way he did was spectacular. And I was sold I was sold from that point on and he's done nothing to to make me think any less of him as a player now. He's literally only gonna keep keep on improving his game and
2: having Jalen Brown right next to him is uh just just helps, you know. All right, on to me at number four, Gimme Jokic. I'm taking Jokic over Zion. I can't
0: believe I you am, said that, I but but after you see my next pick, I'm literally going to get streamed that right now. So oh, everybody Jesus everybody at home. Again, again, thank you for listening. I want to unplug your earbuds, lower down the volume. Give me bam on a bio. Oh like. my stop. god. So Give me stop. Bam. All right, yeah. I love bam, oh, bro. My. He is unbelievable.
1: I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. This
0: guy right now as a center, he is he is your prototypical Small ball center, where he could guard everybody on the court he's a scorer he does need to add a three point shot though that I will say if he adds a three point shot to his already great arsenal he's going to be unstoppable. what you have a big you he can guard big centers he can guard small centers he can get out on the post especially if somebody goes small ball against them, and he's big enough where he can take advantage of mismatches in the paint he's a facilitator. He's shooting 56% from the field, 80% from the line. I mean, the guy's already averaging 20, 10, and 5. What else do you want from your center? Especially if he adds a three-point shot, which I listen, you are Listen, you're speaking to someone who owns three or four Bam Adebayo rookie cards. So
2: clearly, I think that Bam Adebayo is going to be someone in this league. However, ranking him above Carl Anthony Towns and Nikola Jokic is
0: absolutely ridiculous. I think he has a chance to be better. I really do. And the fact that the fact that neither one of you guys have him on your top ten is disgusting. I mean, that's just that's tripping. No,
1: I th- I think you should look at your five three, 10, <laughs> and then tell and then tell and then tell me which take is really disgusting. That's r- r- wow. All right, give me your number three. Okay, give okay, me your number three. Okay, three. I'm going Zion. I have him slightly higher. Uh, then yeah, I have him slightly higher there than you, Tony. Uh, I mean, what 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 does that to really say? I mean, Zion had all the hype in the world coming into the league. Didn't didn't play a lot of games last year, but has lived up to it in the games that he has played. I mean, guy, guys, it's Jump jumps. He's got he's got the perfect basketball body, great basketball IQ. I mean, there's nothing more you can say, about him. He's 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 gonna be a superstar. No doubt about that.
2: All right, number three, give me John Morant. Oh, at at three, three,
1: you say. Three. At three, you say.
0: I'm counting on it. It's crazy because he's – John Moran isn't on my top ten. I am so – I am much lower on John Moran. You know what? It, really? well, that's, that's That's surprising. I'm much lower. But honestly, man, I don't have Devin Booker or Donovan
2: Mitchell in my top ten. So, clearly there's some –
0: It's tough. Making these
2: lists is very, very difficult. tough.
0: Because you know what? Like, from the outside looking in, like, you see Bleacher Report posting these things and everyone's just shitting on them for their picks. This was a lot harder than I give him credit for, even though Bleacher Report still sucks at everything. Yeah. yeah but <laughs> uh, my number three, uh, give me Giannis. Okay. I think that <sighs> three? three? I mean, no. Nah, I mean, I, I, three's good. Three's fine. At three? Is he your guys two and one? I, I hope he's on your list. Let me just make sure. I, we'll see. List? He's we'll there. See. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what do I got to say about Giannis? He's, we'll talk about him a little bit more later, but he adds a consistent three-pointer. What are you gonna I'm do very him? curious to see who else so. is in like I know one of
2: your picks Peter like we all should have this one person there but your other pick I'm very curious to see where you're going with this
1: Yeah, I don't I'm all not right. sure he all right Go ahead. So for two uh I got Luca Number Oh wow that's... Okay I think that's pretty I think that's uh yeah that's pretty okay. fair. He should definitely if he if... If yeah, if he's not in the top two for you guys, then I think we should just uh, call it. Yeah, right the now. podcast should just be the standard yeah. at that point. <laughs> it's 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 over. But uh, I mean, again, Luca year number two almost averages a triple double. Like he just, you could for a guy with not that much athleticism, he just continues to make plays that I'm seriously just in utter amazement of. It's he, he's unbelievable. He's everything that the Mavs could have hoped for. Too bad he's playing with that bomb, Kristoff. Yeah, you know, he, it happens. Yeah, so we got. Me, 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 the, yeah, you know. Rj's shit
0: gonna Rj's gonna dunk all over Porzingis tonight. Isn't I'm he on the question for, for the injury report? No, Porzingis. RJ. I think both of them actually. Somebody's getting
2: yeah. dunked on. Somebody's dunking we'll on Porzingis tonight. Obi. All right, who do you got? Obi's who do you got you team? Team? I have. Give me the Greek freak at number two, Giannis. That's my number two player. This is okay. you don't need an explanation for
0: it. No explanation needed. That's I got correct. Zion at two. Wow, at two. At
2: two. What do you mean? I Zion? said I God, wow. God, I said wow. I like, didn't say don't how. Don't
0: act like it's a hot take that Zion. I think rewind Zion the tape. You'll see. I, I said years. wow. Zion is averaging what twenty five and eight right now. Is that is that the right stat? I think it's something like that. If it's a few points lower. I mean, it's funny because the hype buildup, it's just gone. And I, I see a lot of people talking about this on social media. <laughs> I mean, he's playing ridiculously efficient right now. Like, you really can't ask him to do any more than he's doing. And I think as he develops and grows more, I think that Pelicans team is going to be scary looking into the future with him and Brandon Ingram. But I mean, again, I, I, not much I you to say about that. Listen,
2: I, obviously, I respect the Zion hype, but I mean to place him above Giannis—that's that's bold.
1: I mean, he's definitely—he's <laughs> definitely. oh
2: yeah, it is—it is, is, is bold
1: a boldy, Peter. I don't know, man. I'm not saying he doesn't have, like, you know, potential MVPs coming his way. But, oh, man, to put him above a guy who's – well, well let, me, let me just jump into my one here. It's Giannis. <laughs> like, that's really – it's Giannis. It's, I mean, he, Giannis, uh, how how old is he now? 24? 20, 26. 26? Yeah.
2: No. He's
0: been in the league for a yeah. while, guys. You
2: got to remember, he was in fucking, like, 2 Yeah,
0: 2K13 2K13 like 66 overall That's, right. Yeah, That's right.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: Yeah, cuz they picked him up out of Greece when he was 12 <laughs> cuz he had long arms. They just brought him I mean, to America. It worked out. All
1: right. Well, anyway, anyway, he's got he's got two MVPs, two near trips to the finals. He may have, I mean, depending on how the rest of the season plays out, he might have three
0: MVPs, one near trip to the finals. Okay. You got bounced in the yeah. second round by the Heat. Don't be giving. Okay. 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 Don't be giving. Tony, I'm okay. assuming you got I, Luca. I, absolutely. I, I don't think. I think without question, it has to be Luca. I, I totally agree. I mean, like Ryan said, he's. I totally agree when he said, I've never seen someone do more unbelievable things on a basketball court. I mean, did you see the absolutely. step back he hit it's the other night? Loose. He was from like 45 feet away, and, and he hit a step back near half court, and, and it just it was just a bucket like.
2: Two,
1: I think the best the best thing we've seen from Luca so far. I mean, just him, comp- like putting up a good fight against the Clippers in the first round last year oh, with n- with with no present. Awesome. He's like, ch- there's nothing. He's sensational. There's nothing more you could say. Like, I I don't get how Luca haters exist. You know, like they just they it's can. they can't exist. He's too good for 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 anybody. that's is that good. You know, today I
0: heard a stat. He is in his what third yep.
1: season. Yep.
0: Third season. He's 11th all-time in triple-doubles in his third season in the NBA. How ridiculous is that? You know, ridiculous. it's one of those things where I look at Luca and I see the next face of
2: the league, like, un- undisputed. Oh, for sure. Yeah,
1: for sure. easy. I, I mean, yeah, I, I know I have him at two, but, I mean, I think five years from now it's 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 Giannis and it's Luca. You know, the two all-star captains every year, it's Giannis yeah,
2: absolutely. and Luka. Absolutely. Totally agree. Good job, boys. This is a nice little
0: list. Yeah, honestly, these lists, these lists look a lot better than I thought they were going to. I thought there was going to be a lot more disagreement here, obviously, with Bam on a bio. Hot that take. Is, that's, right a that's a big one.
2: pretty hot take. That might be a yeah, bigger bro. take than LeBron James, so, still
0: being in the top ten in five years. I, <laughs> speaking of hot takes, what do we yep, say we get into it. It
1: here, huh? I came ready.
0: So, Ryan, you want to lead it off?
1: Do you want to lead it off? I would love to. So my hot take down. Oh, j- just for, just for to describe what we're doing here for anybody listening, we're each going to give our own hot takes that we brought in, and see uh, how hot they are amongst the other two. So my first one: the Golden State Warriors will never be in title contention for the rest of Steph Curry's career. It is officially over for them. I don't think
0: it's okay. It's, I no,
1: I'm saying it's over. Like, Steph Curry is has winning no more championships, but, you know, granted, he doesn't leave. Well, you are you somewhere.
2: saying w- winning or contending? Because those are two.
1: Contending. I, what I'm that, contending. Okay, so you think it's, like, they, over, over. I think it's – in terms of Western Conference contention, they, have, they barely sniffed the Western Conference Finals for the rest of Curry's career.
0: Mm-hmm. I disagree with you for contention. I don't think they'll ever win one with that team. But I disagree with contention. I think they're going to be a team like the Trailblazers, where the Trailblazers show up every year, they win a series or two, and then get bounced. I don't think that they'll come yeah. close to winning a finals, but I think they'll be in contention. I, I clearly, I mean, Curry is one of the best
1: talents we've ever seen. So it's not like they're just going to completely fall off and be bad, you know, especially once uh, Clay comes back next year. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, you know, Clay, Clay, Steph, and Draymond back at full force is not even going to be close to enough to win a championship anymore. You know,
2: honestly, I, I I really disagree with that. I mean, I do agree with the fact that they're not going to win another championship. But I think once Clay gets back healthy, and then looking at the way James Wiseman has already progressed this season, I think they're going to be trouble at, at like at any moment. Any one of those players can just fucking go off, especially with Clay, Clay, and Curry. I. They're always going to be tough to beat, in my opinion. Obviously, we'll see what happens, but I can see them being a consistent four seed.
1: And right, let, let, me, let me build on that take just a little bit more.
2: I'll go a step farther as to
1: say Kevin Durant never joins the team, and 2015 is the only championship that the Warriors have, period, in, like, the recent stretch. Mm-hmm.
2: That's a tough one. I, I, would,
1: I would argue. I agree. Think about it. Seventeen. They beat they beat the Rockets in a in a nail biting series. They lose. They would lose that. In, yeah. A, Chris instant, yeah, Chris, didn't Chris Paul play. didn't. even play. They would lose that series instantly if KD wasn't there. And yep. the, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know I how agree. you guys. Yeah, I agree I with that. So, like I mean, that, so we're
0: talking we're talking multi layered hot takes here, but I like it. Man, <laughs> though, how different would the league look if they had lost to the Rockets that year? Though, that has a lot of implications. Oh, man. You
2: know. That could be a whole yeah. other segment. Honestly, James, Harden,
0: I, James Harden James Harden, and Chris Paul are champions if that happens. No way LeBron but, and the fucking fifth-grade CYO I, team I, he found on the corner is beating, is beating I, James Harden. I, I say two things
1: about that series all the time, and that's that if the Rockets would have pulled it off and won, they would have won the finals easily. Not like, no offense, as much as I love LeBron James, I, oh, for Chris Paul and James Harden to just get it done together would have been yeah, like absolutely. fantastic. But I also say because Chris Paul didn't play in that Game Seven, I think that was James Harden's. That was his legacy game. That was James Harden's biggest game of his career. He folded, you know. I think that. I think he. I think did the whole team, time. though. Well, yeah, he shot like what like three for thirty-seven. Tw- when you miss twenty-seven three corners, like obviously you can't put that all on James Harden. But uh, I, I remember watching that. I was. I was like, this is it. He's going to take over and win this game, and James Harden's going to be the man now, and it never happens. All right, 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 so I
2: don't know. I don't know where this is going to go. This might get heated, but I think if you take the 2008 Redeem team that year and take the OG Dream team, I think the Redeem team is better now. Stop I it. do. Stop
0: it right now. Yes. I believe in that whole. First head. off, yes, first off, yes. Yes. First off, yes, yes. First off, I wholeheartedly believe that the 2012 team for the Olympics is better than the Redeem team. The undoubtedly two, i the, think the 2012 team is better the, two, the,
1: than the, the 2012 team. team at the time wasn't but their yeah. roster now the the roster yeah. on okay. their primes is i'll give i'll, I'll okay. say that
0: i think it's a lot closer cuz everyone calls them the redeem team i i think it's a lot closer than people realize i do agree that right now they're better like if it was them right now they would have been better but they're not beating the, the dream team. All They're right, but the thing
2: with the dream team is the reason I say that, the primary reason I believe in this take is you gotta look at the age
0: of Larry Bird and Magic Johnson there. Oh my god, bro, they were barely even playing. They were the two they were what probably are you talking about at that time, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Oh. At that time, they were probably two of the worst players besides Christian Lehner on that, on I'm that literally, Larry Bird couldn't even I'm walk.
2: pulling up the stats right now. And you'll see how Big of an impact
0: those two had on the team.
2: Oh, come. No, No, he's not. You got Scottie Pippen.
0: You got Scottie Pippen down there guarding him on the perimeter. Then you get in the post, and guess what? You have literally some of the greatest centers of all time on that team. If you look at that, if you look at the Dream Team, besides, like I said, Christian Laettner, you have a top five at every position player on on the Dream Team.
2: Of all time, you're saying? Of all time. Dude, okay. But then you also have to take into account, like, dude, the fucking Redeem team had 2008 Deron Williams. In 2008, he was absolutely nasty. Are we really gonna...
0: He was nasty.
2: But, bro, we're talking about the Dream When We're talking about them in their respective Olympic basketball
0: year. You have Chris Paul. You You have Chris Paul. You're talking about... You're talking about... Deron Williams... Chris Paul is in his third year.
1: Kobe Bryant's in arguably Carmelo his Anthony year
0: offensively. Okay, Dwight okay. Howard so in two thousand and eight. Your You're talking about Michael, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan listen. was also at the peak of his powers. Right Wait, that listen, was, listen, that listen. was MJ I, right
1: there. I am a firm believer that if MJ and Kobe faced off one v one, that's be like what I'm saying. I genuinely I genuinely believe. I don't think MJ is. You, you're going to tell me that MJ's that much
0: better than Kobe, that he's, that'll give him the edge in the game? Because that's not going to happen. I mean, listen, we're, we're comparing. See, it's an impossible comparison, but MJ does did everything that Kobe did, just a little bit better. But how much little? So I'm right. saying if they matched up against each – yeah, like like what? I think in, a, in an absolute dogfight, like... like this game would be, I think that MJ has much more of an impact than Kobe does.
1: The 3-point shooting
0: on the Redeem team yep. alone would fucking would be a huge X factor. Yeah, but also the guys on the Redeem team wouldn't have faced the types of defending that they would have against the Dream team. Oh Dude, people God. are getting, we're getting, it's like hard nose 90s basketball here. People are getting put on the fucking floor and I don't think Deron Williams oh is God. built to go up for a 2008 layup against Ewing. I'm not gonna Dwight lie. Howard. Patrick Ewing is would going to murder body him. the fuck out of David oh Robinson and Howard. Patrick Ewing
2: and Patrick
0: no, yeah, he would Absolutely. No, he's not. Absolutely not. Bro, David Robinson is, like, one of probably the most underrated – like, in terms of speaking athletically, he's probably the most underrated athlete in the NBA ever. I mean, if you look at him, he is like, he's, like, the first – not the first. He's, like, your small ball center now. Not small ball, though, in terms of his height. No, absolutely. In terms of how he plays. He was very he agile. Was yeah, absolutely. I'm not taking that away from him. But to say
2: that – he can contain two thousand and eight. Dwight Howard is ridiculous.
0: I don't know. I'm still. I'm rocking with the dream team here. I think that's. A, I think that's I, a recency bias take. I think you're heavily underrating how fucking good Dwight Howard was back in the day. All right. He won what three defense players in the years in a row. I know how good Dwight Howard was. I'm just but saying. Is Dwight is Dwight Howard higher than? Are you? Do you think that Dwight Howard is better than? Uh, well, we're we talking
2: career wise, or we're we talking about that Me one specific year. Well, okay. Peaks.
0: Their peaks. Their peaks. Um, do you think he's better than Patrick Ewing? I don't question. know. We could know go back and forth that? on that.
1: I think it's on. It, God, it might be pretty equal. I mean, Ewing, Ewing took us to the finals and we lost, and Dwight did the same thing.
0: It's true. Oh man, You know what? that's a <laughs> That's for another day. We're yeah, yeah. I like that a that lot. To... Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll leave that. All right. So for my hot take, we just talked about him a bunch, actually. I don't think Giannis will win a championship as the best player on his team. <sighs> what? It's funny. I don't <sighs> think that Giannis has. I mean, you're looking at it. You said he he ba- he barely missed the finals two years in a row. First off, he didn't barely miss it versus the Raptors. They went up two they went up two nothing on the Raptors, and then a team that was less talented than the Bucks. If you take Giannis off the Bucks and Kawhi off the Raptors, the Bucks sweep the Raptors. Giannis himself isn't – I don't want to say he isn't good enough. Obviously, he's good enough. He's unbelievably talented. He can literally do anything he wants. But you see what happens in the playoffs. They figure out how to beat him. He's going to have to shoot his way out of it. And you're seeing this year he's starting to knock down open threes. No. But teams are still – teams are still leaving him open. Why do you think he's making open threes? Because they're giving him open threes.
1: The Raptors series, I disagree completely. I think the only, I mean, the only reason they lost it is because Kawhi Leonard ascended to the best player <laughs> on the planet for a month there, but like by a mile. That was I was, t- talk about being in awe of another man in a non <laughs> in a non sexual way. <laughs> uh, it was Kawhi Leonard during that, during that whole run. I think if he doesn't if he doesn't enter robot mode and just completely dial in, then the the Bucks handle them swiftly. But, you know, it just, it just happened not to go their way that year. And I think maybe not this year, but in, in years to come, the Bucs are, are definitely making it out of the East. He's way too talented for them to never even see the finals. No, I didn't say he'd never make
2: the finals. I said um, as the best So, player, actually, no, I kind no, of no, agree no, with no, you I here, no, Peter. No. I know it's supposed to be a what hot take think? and all. But I think unless he seriously develops a consistent jump shot, which he's had time to do and I don't foresee it happening – I might have to agree with you here. I think his style of play, while amazingly elite, I don't think it's enough to get him over that last hump.
0: You know why he got bounced out of the playoffs this year? Oh, my God. All right. Okay. Bam out of ball. Okay. Okay. they They lost four to one to the Heat. Listen, four-one to a to a much inferior team. The
1: only if you two... want to
0: agree, if you want to agree with the Raptors in terms of roster-wise, the Heat roster is significantly worse than the Bucks.
1: Less, like I, I will give you that. Yeah,
0: and they beat him four to one. I think. And last point, and I'll let you go, Ryan. You said that if it's not this year or the next year, I think that these next two years are legacy years for Giannis because this is the best team he's had. And it's going to be yeah. if they end up re-signing Drew Holiday, which I can't imagine they won't. They they won't do that. If he doesn't win with this squad, like first off, he's going to be looking for a new situation, and second off, I mean that shows you that he really can't do it himself. Like he's going to need somebody that's equally or better as good as him to win. See, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not
1: just hating on you bringing up um, their loss lost the Heat, but like. You just, you, I mean, you got to think if, if, you know, the world never falls apart and the NBA doesn't stop in the middle of the season, how do the playoffs unfold? Do they unfold the same? Probably, but, you know, there's always that, there's always that if, you know? But I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not say, I'm not saying Bam didn't do an exceptional job. He, oh my God, he went off, off. He was one of yeah, my absolutely. favorite players to watch throughout the entire last postseason. But uh, I got one more, one more hot take. I know we only said we we're gonna do one, but uh, I want to sneak this one in there. John Havlicek would be the last man <laughs> off the off an NBA adventure today. He'd be the last you're man an off. <laughs> I mean, you're
0: just actually, you literally just put that in there just to rile me up. I mean, do you realize how stupid you sound by saying that? I don't think I sound very stupid at all. I don't know about do you. Do you really think? All right, he's not playing right now. But do you really think that John Havlicek, who scored I think like twenty six thousand career points, you really think that he's worse than that JJ oh Barea? JJ Barea, you, you tell you are telling me you are taking JJ Barea. Those over John pool Halicek? of players back then would be selling
1: insurance right now or holding up a sign on a sidewalk <laughs> saying "Come shop here."
0: Those are bombs. This is the problem. This is the problem. What you just did is the classic thing that every person in the NBA community does. They try and cross-compare generations, which is impossible. You literally can't do it because there were so many different things going on at the time, in the NBA specifically. I mean, you look at a guy like John Havlicek, let's say. If you start if It's a touchy subject because if you want to compare him and, let's say, Kawhi Leonard, they're about the same caliber in terms of their generations. You have to compare it relative to the players they were playing with and the state of the league. When John Havlicek was playing, there was no three-point line. The three-point line was put in, what, 1979? I mean, that's such a huge aspect of today's game that you couldn't – All right, so I'm kind of somewhere in the middle on this whole debate
2: because if you obviously look back on it, like, in terms of just the way athletes train and prepare, it's so different that it's hard to kind of compare the two eras – But I do believe that certain players from certain eras can be compared. Like, if you look at Will, if you look at Kareem, if you look at those guys, I think if you want to make an honest comparison of those players back in their day versus a player today, I think that's fine to do. They're an elite talent. Now, if we're talking about fucking Havlicek, that motherfucker's not making an NBA roster today. I'm sorry. He's not. Come on, obviously. obviously.
0: I I mean, the thing is, is when Wilt was playing, the reason why you see those clips of the guys dribbling around like idiots using one hand only was because if you tried to do a crossover, it was considered a carry. Imagine if you dropped Allen Iverson in the 60s. He literally would turn the ball over every single time he picked it up. I mean, there were so many different rules and everything that goes along with it that when trying to do this, you're just – it's just one generation saying, oh, ours is better. It's the classic thing of Shaq looking at today's players and saying, oh, you I kind of disagree. I, I, I disagree with that. Like we were talking about with the Dream team. It's just, it's it's just, no, no, listen, I disagree on that whole Iverson. That that can't possibly
2: lead to anything. Because I think, take Iverson aside, tell him, all right, don't fucking cross over. That motherfucker's dropping 80 a game.
0: It was a fucking stupid analogy. All right, it was just an analogy. It was literally, obviously, obviously, it was obviously Iverson would be the greatest player ever if he played in the 60s. Because NBA players are so much more skilled right now. I think if you drop a player from today in the '80s, they're so is LeBron better, better than MJ? What are you saying? If you like, you said per preparation. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, because Michael Jordan was far and away more skilled and talented than most of the people around him. He was ahead of his time.
1: I, I'm saying okay. I'm saying, I'm saying if you put if you put LeBron in the '90s, he's six and zero in the finals. But if you put MJ right now, he's probably. He's probably got the same. Uh, he's probably got the same or worse record in the finals than
0: LeBron does. Are you saying you drop LeBron on the Bulls and MJ on in LeBron situations? That's how it's gonna. I, I mean, I kind of agree with that. I would say that MJ. I can't. I can't imagine that
2: the Bulls lose. This Honestly, the way, because of LeBron, the, way of those six. the way I handle the goat debate. Who's guarding him? I think who's gonna guard him for the game of basketball? Obviously, MJ. You can't compare. He fucking pushed the popularity of basketball to its fucking limits back in the day. And the league is as popular as it is today because of him. Yay. But in terms of just pure skill and who's the goat in yes. terms of NBA five on five regulation basketball, I don't see how you'd go against
0: LeBron James. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got to agree. Again, again, another debate for another day. We're not, we're not skipping Shannon here. We're not going to turn everything into the GOAT debate. But but one one thing I would like to point out about we're talking Bill Russell's era, guys like that. I remember uh-huh. reading a story once of Bill Russell talking to Michael Jordan, right? Because, you know, Michael Jordan is an up-and-coming star. Bill Russell looked at him and said, so when they played, there was only eight teams, which meant there, there was no G League. There was nothing like that. where like farm systems. So the best players that were – on the court, all the people that were on the court, on the bench, they were the best players in the NBA that could possibly play basketball because there was no farm system, there was no th- deep benches. So Bill Russell says to MJ, he goes, when you had that, that finals in whatever year it was, I think this was one of his, one of his uh, first ones. He says, you would have never won that finals that John Paxton hit that game-winning shot. Because John Paxson would have been sitting in the stands reporting on the game that you just did because he wouldn't have made the roster. I don't know, but I mean, there's so many things know, you have to man. take into account because
1: because because I feel like the best basketball players in the world at <laughs> that time was like George the Gardener that they just grabbed off my lawn. Like I don't like I, like I, like like you said before. If you put, can you can you imagine if you put Kevin Durant? In like the '70s, absolutely, they would they would start rioting over what he's doing to those people. Oh my
0: god! He yes, also, he would also yes. probably have a serious cocaine addiction. Yeah, that's, based on a, the, that, that's true. That's true. Based on the NBA in the '70s, <laughs> but I also I also want to say, like I just
1: maybe both sides of the argument are are a little are a little true because I do this is the most skilled group crop of NBA talent that we've ever seen. And I really don't know how you even are. I really don't know how you can argue against that. I mean, we have centers. Never before in history were centers shooting a good percentage from three. And like consistently, like if, if you in 2010, if you pulled up from three as a center, see ya, you're out of the game. Yeah, you're <laughs> you're <on the> <laughs> for the literally. rest. Andrew, Andrew, Bonham, Bonham, Andrew, yeah, Bonham. <laughs> Andrew Bonham. Yeah, Andrew Bonham. Like literally, like exactly that. It would have been out of the game. Yeah. That
0: was only, that was only yeah. probably what? 10, Years ago? That was yeah, you in the that, Lakers. Exactly. Guy.
1: Thank you, Steph Curry, for uh changing the game there. <laughs> but um yeah, what a guy. But also, is this generation softer? Yes. Oh my God. You we Absolutely there's, there's a a six foot ten, two two seventy behemoth of a man getting nudged on his way to the basket and he's laying on the floor for 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 twenty minutes. Like, yes, yeah. they're softer, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they, they, they who's softer play, just tells me who's to gonna play lose play in a fight? In that's all
0: it's back yeah, in the shit, day, that's all it means. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Daryl Dawkins would beat the shit out of anybody <laughs> in the league right now. Chocolate <laughs> Thunder would Chocolate beat the Thunder? shit out of anybody in the league right now. No. You really you Honestly, can't I can't I can't
1: I can't disagree at all. <laughs> Daryl Dawkins Yo, is not a man. You Darryl, Darryl see
0: Dawkins. It in Dark Alley out UFC cage fight: Daryl Dawkins versus Ben Wallace. Who are you taking?
2: I might have to go with Big Ben.
0: Oh man! I mean,
1: I mean, <laughs> we, yeah, we, we've all seen the "Malice at the Palace" video of him literally killing, like, basically <laughs> killing the guy. Oh man! What do you think was going through that fan's mind? Of course, I have. You like. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't know if you guys have watched the video, but someone throws, yeah, yeah, like someone throws a beer on our test, and then he turns around and locks eyes with the wrong person, and then starts running at him like there's nothing you could do in those two seconds to explain like that it wasn't you. Like, it, it's, you know, like it's like that video. It it's like this moment just like, right. like one of those. yeah, you're getting you're getting, <laughs> you're getting a fist that's twelve inches across right at, right right down your throat. <laughs> So next up here, we want to jump into our game, Who You Got. And this week, I'm going to put a little theme on it. We're going to do Who You Got MVP Edition. So what we're going to do here, I'm going to give you two players from their – I'll give you the stats from their MVP seasons. And we're going to debate who had a better overall MVP year. So the first one we got here, 2014 Kevin Durant averaging 32-7. and Thunder finished 59 and 23 and lost in the conference finals 4 to 2 to San Antonio. And we're matching them up against 1984 Larry Bird, who averaged 24 and 10. Celtics went 62 and 20 and won the championship that year.
0: Wow. That's a tough one because that KD, that KD, (sighs) that KD, that KD, yeah. That's like, that year was when I really got into basketball. So. That one I might have a little bias on, but I'm going to have to go with Larry Bird here. I mean, you look at Larry Bird, those, that stretch of years, I guess it started in 84. I mean, what are you winning, two more consecutively after that? Yep. So that's like literally the the start of one of the greatest dynasties in NBA history. I mean, you look at those Celtics, teams. I think it's the 86 team where that's like the contestant's best Celtics team ever. I think they had freaking Bill Walton on that roster. I mean, Larry Bird was just taking over games, literally doing whatever he wanted. I don't know if it was this specific year where he was shooting lefty and shit, but I, I got to go to Larry Bird. As much as I love KD, don't get me wrong. I love KD, yeah. the fact that they won a championship on top of that. Right, so It's tough wrong, like, Larry. Yeah. Because
2: I, it's funny because I was going to mention the whole fucking Larry shooting left-handed shit because that's ridiculous. On one hand, you got fucking Larry Bird doing that type of shit, which is absolutely disrespectful. But then on the other hand, you have... Probably the most athletic seven foot man I've ever fucking seen in my life in, in terms of just pure basketball skill. So thankfully we're not talking five on five basketball discussion because I think one on one. I, I have to give it to K D.
1: You know, it's 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 so tough. I I really do wanna go. I wanna go with K D too for this. When I and when I was thinking about it, you know, them not w- like them not winning the championship that year and Bird getting it done. Just gives Bird the slight edge, but Peter, like you said earlier, like that. This was the year. Like I fell in love with Kevin Durant. Like I, this was the year. Like his, his peak popularity. Everyone <laughs> loved him.
0: And crying the, at the press conference. Crying, yeah, the the you
1: the you the real MVP speech. Like who 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 doesn't love that? You know. But again, I got just them folding the conference finals again. Just the uh, added on to the countless bad losses that Thunder team had. Uh, just got to give it to Larry there. But uh, let's move on to the second matchup here. So this one this one's a little more interesting. This is in back-to-back seasons. We got 2003 Tim Duncan <laughs> versus 2004 Kevin Dunn. <laughs> you don't Gun- even got to say it. <laughs> yeah. You don't, don't even got to say it. Wait, let me give, I knew it was let me, give this, let, let, let me give Let me give you some stats here. Tim Duncan, 24-11. and 11, KG, 24-13. and 13, But... Wolves lost to the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, four
0: to two. Championship that year, going sixty and twenty-two. Listen, listen, don't quote me on this because, as you guys both know, I'm a big stat guy. So I can't say the exact exact stat that I'm talking about. I believe it's shares. There's another stat that calculates kind of just their overall impact that that specific season. Kevin Garnett had the highest. Total win shares. Oh no, no, no. I'm sorry, not win shares. Game score. Game score calculates like adds up all the stats. How much you affected that single game? It brings in stats like like points responsible for. Kevin Garnett in that single season. I actually watched a YouTube video recently on if that was the greatest season a player has ever had.
2: You see, you With see the thing here is again, it gets now. very tough when trying to compare basketball players one on one. And then also thinking about their five on five game, it gets difficult because obviously Tim Duncan's one of the greatest players of all fucking time. But I, I yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But again, great team I think player of all time too. Just like, like in our yeah. last matchup, I have to give him. I have to give KG the benefit of the doubt here, just based on the difference in athletic ability.
1: Yeah, Peter, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with with everything you just said there. I think. Even though I mean just take he took the Lakers to six games, having no I mean, talk about having no health, like just Tim Duncan, again, best power forward of all time.
0: It was what, him, Latrell Sprewell and Stephon, Sam Cassell. Yeah, oh Sam Cassell. Also yeah, shout out to like, Sam Sprewell. Cassell. Sam Cassell was an all star that year, actually. I fuck with Sprewell. Little known fact. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> Latrell. Um but yeah, uh, Tim Duncan, I feel like when you have when you have Ginobili, and you have Tony Parker, it helps. It just it not not that he didn't you know put in his shift to win that championship, but in terms of who had a better season, like you
2: said, KG really just did it all for that Timberwolves. I, I think did there's honestly one got, situation where Tim Duncan hand, comes yeah. out on top versus KG. Listen, this might be a little disrespectful. This is this might get some crazy what? reactions if that game is played on Mother's Day.
0: Tim Duncan is taking it. Mother's <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, motherfucker! Happy Mother's Day, motherfucker! <laughs> that's probably the craziest thing of all. That's probably the craziest thing ever said in sports. Yeah, Say, for- no, honestly, KG trash Duncan, talking could be its that's gotta an, be to, an entirely
1: that's whole, whole fucking
2: yeah. sub- uh, segment at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. For, for 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 people who don't know uh Tim Duncan's mother passed away a few days before Mother's Day and they happened to be playing the uh, the Timberwolves of uh, on Mother's Day and while Tim Duncan approaches the line KG happens to uh so out of over, pocket walk over to him and say happy mother's day motherfucker <laughs> is so out of pocket, <laughs> but basically cemented himself as the best draft stalker of all time, I guess. Yeah. But anyway. right,
0: what, do you,
1: what do you got on next? Yeah, there? yeah, what do you got on that? <laughs> so next up, we got, we got two players who won the MVP, but not the ring that year. We have 2001 Allen Iverson, which is 2018 James Harden. And I'll give you the stats real quick. Iverson, 34 – sorry, 31 – four assists, two and a half steals, Harden, 30, nine assists, five rebounds. Rockets lost in seven, like we talked before to the Warriors. Six is lost in five, but AI gave us the greatest, most
0: disrespectful move and NBA photo of all time during that series. So, again, another – this has been great, by the way. Fucking great job here. want tough. I, I, I want to I wanna say Iverson. I mean, I want to say Harden. The cool thing about this this debate here is we're not talking whether they should win the MVP it's who you'd rather have. Yes. So you look at the MV- when you're winning the MVP playoffs and that aren't taken into consideration. But for this we can take that into consideration. And 2018 James Harden like we talked about earlier if he wins that game 7 against the Warriors I'm taking him. I'm yeah. taking him but but the fact that Allen Iverson carried the Sixers to the finals took a game from one of the greatest teams of all time, the Shaq and Kobe Lakers, when the rest of his locker looked, uh, the, the rest of his roster looked like a thirty five year old, the Mutombo Matumbo, and fucking Eric Snow. As I the second barely know. Him. Do you guys even know who Eric Snow is? Like, I barely. I only I only know who he is because he was on that team. I'm yeah. taking Iverson. I, I only years. know
1: him for two K and the fact Not, that he's like seven. Yeah, honestly, now. shout out Eric yeah. Snow. He <laughs> gets
0: tough, but I have to give a
2: side edge to Iverson on this one. Uh, I just think Iverson's a dog, bro. And Harden, yeah. while great, doesn't have the same mentality as an Iverson does. I'm going LeBron.
0: I feel like we're all going to go LeBron, but I'm definitely going LeBron. Yeah, yeah, he dude. he was playing at an otherworldly level that year. And you know what's funny? I was actually watching a a video today. If you look, everybody's everybody's biggest knock on LeBron about that game was all Ray Allen saved you. He was carrying them in the fourth quarter of that game. Yes, I mean it starts off. I think the score was seventy-five to sixty-five. LeBron comes down, hits a layup, comes down, hits a three. Absolutely. I mean, he was. It was one of the great, and that's where he threw the headband off, right? I think that was the game <laughs> where head, that the headband the was no more, and LeBron ascended to his to to his best form, in my opinion. I think it. I think people talk a lot different about LeBron if he hits that three and Ray Allen doesn't hit it, but. The fact that people take away what he did that whole game, that whole playoff run, that whole series. Oh, this is this is the sixty not sixty, I'm sorry, I'm talking about MJ here. This is the series where he had the best game of his career. Yes. Uh the, the Boston series.
1: This is the
2: year game he had six. the Biggs. That be- was the
0: year. Yeah. That was the year versus the Celtics uh, the Celtics, where that's commonly referred to as LeBron's best game. I mean, you wanna look at the twenty eighteen finals, game one maybe. That but, that that. That Celtics game that you're talking about, game
1: six to me, like is what began LeBron – LeBron and the GOAT being put in the same – to be uh, – just start start churning in people's minds because pe- people don't – people got to understand if LeBron loses that game, that's an an embarrassing loss to, to Miami two years before – I mean um, to the Mavericks two years before that. They get – they beat the Thunder, okay, and then to fold again – and not and to not even make the finals with a Miami Heat team where he said it himself, not gonna win five, not six, not seven, you know. <laughs> that would have been all, that would have been the end of LeBron's legacy and the end of all talk of him being, you know, top three player of all time, top or the top player of all time. But he showed up. What did he have? He had 44 in that game, some crazy something number. I think it was 45 actually. Missed, I think
2: I think he missed about three So, you know what? This matchup like, is interesting because exactly. automatically you said it and my mind went to the same thing we've been talking about, how I think about, all right, 5v5 basketball versus, like, a one-on-one type situation. And so, instantly, I kind of really wanted to go with MJ. But I think once you get into the specifics of the year and you think about how big LeBron was, I'm sorry, MJ's not getting a rebound over LeBron. LeBron takes that. Yep. And, and like you said with the Ray
1: Allen shot, I mean, if LeBron if LeBron makes that three and not him, that's better. That that's above the block. I, I honestly, above I hate that take that it. everyone wants to talks about totally Talk about
2: that like as if the the Paxson or the Kurt shot doesn't exist.
1: Yes, yes, yeah, people, no, absolutely. It's it's just pe- pe- people. I think it's because people forget that they, they just forget. They mu- that must be what it is. I mean. John Paxson literally saved the day, and so did Steve Kerr. And no one, and everyone says
0: MJ great pass. No one ever, like you know, no one's ever yeah, said that for absolutely. A brother. I actually, before we get into our next segment, I actually just thought of a, a quick thing. I don't have any stats or research prepared, but how about D Rose's MVP year versus Russell Westbrook? This is a highly debated topic on the internet. I want to know what your guys' thoughts on that is. Oh man,
1: oh man, you know, I, don't know.
0: I This is this this is the triple double year. This is the first triple double year. I
1: feel like I feel like give me, because we now get to factor playoffs into that. I feel like give me, give me Rose, right? Like that's got to be the answer. What I feel like Westbrook only averaging not 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 that averaging triple double isn't an, isn't an insane and a, a crazy accomplishment, but I feel like. His stats were a little inflated only because the Thunder literally said, You do whatever you want with the ball. Like, he had full freedom to do whatever he wanted on every possession. And, I mean, what did they get bounced in the first round that year?
0: They got bounced in the first round, but the fact they were in the first round was ridiculous. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, like, I remember this like it was yesterday. It was against the Devon Nuggets, right? This is the last game of the season. Westbrook needed to get, like, the points were already solidified obviously, assists were solidified he needed like 12 points uh, 12 rebounds for him to successfully average a triple-double in the season he gets the rebounds early but then it became, oh my god if we win this game we make the playoffs then Westbrook hit one of the greatest game winners I've ever watched with my eyes Yep, where he pulled up on the left side of the court he's standing almost at fucking half-court he hits that three I mean, I still think I'm going to go with Rose I think I'm going to go with Rose because like everything you just said but that Russell Westbrook year, that was special. I mean, you want to talk storyline and everything with that? That was a special. special talk year. about
1: all the pieces for the story just falling perfectly into place. I mean, like, the, exactly him hitting that shot was literally like it was the last. You know, that's why I think the segment is also interesting because obviously, like, you have to look, especially
2: with the topic, like, you do have to look at the year that they were having. But at the same time, we're talking about one-v-one situations here. Rose isn't out-rebounding Russell Westbrook. At all. Russell Westbrook is the better rebounder in that one-on-one situation. Even though I will admit that some of the rebounds he does grab are pussy rebounds. He's just fucking taking it off the fucking dribble. But at the same time, I, I, I can't see a situation where yeah. Russell Westbrook gets out-rebounded in that game.
1: What did, uh th- th- That was the... I'm almost positive that was the year the Bulls made the Eastern Conference finals. Yeah. Am I wrong? It was. It was? Okay. That was a pretty good Bulls team, too. That was a real good Bulls <laughs> team. That was before Joe Kim became a fucking hippie living, on the, living in the jungle. Kurt Heinrich, Kurt Heinrich. Kurt Heinrich. Dude, kind yeah. of a... Fa- oh, that, that guy Heinrich. was kind of a 2K guy, fan, if I'm being honest. Fan favorite.
0: Kurt Heinrich. You know funny? Yeah, no, yeah, was, he was. Was so no, yeah, he was. No, so is you. Talk about two K gods. You're talking about Carlos Boozer. I mean, this guy, you hit yes, any turnaround jump shot you wanted. Ask Ryan. How many bro. times are we playing fucking two K thirteen? I literally, I'm sitting there in the post,
2: in bro. I, I'm telling I you, I would Boozer, drop sixty point games
0: with every DJ Augustine single time, every just, single fucking time. <laughs> DJ Augustine. I Augustine's have a more random. One, I have a more random one than that. I mean, I know we talk about two K thirteen a lot because I was probably. The most we've ever played it's uh, definitely not the most we ever played two K. But that was like our first real two K game. Dude, I used to drop unbelievable stat lines with CJ Watson. Yeah, yeah. I hit I yeah. can attest to that. I played a I played a four I played a four quarter twelve twelve minute game, four quarters <laughs> against my cousin once. I made 27 threes with CJ Watson.
2: Yeah 27
0: the, the I, I, I i could attest
1: to that the amount of times I've walked out of your basement sicked <laughs> my stomach because you just dropped a, a 50 ball we should we should DJ pop it old in like on, in I'm like so she, 3 I'm minute quarters it's ridiculous
0: I, I got I got it set up You right know now. who all I all am. You need to do is come here. None of this shit talk. Come down. You give me yeah yeah take you seat. actually you actually give me – I'm not even kidding. You give me C.J. Watson and Larry Bird in NBA 2K13. <laughs> and wow. I think you could play with a dream team, and I could have literally <laughs> okay. just, like, okay. like you know who I am, creative get that player other you of know who I am. Them, too, I think I could beat you. I'm a dog. All right.
2: All right, you know what? We're getting off topic. We're running out You're of time game. Let's get into this last segment of the day. I really want to talk about Michael Rappaport and KD. I think this is absolutely ridiculous. So, just to give some background, and for those yes, who don't know, please, Michael Rappaport posted two, three, four screenshots of DMs that he's had with KD over the last year, uh, beginning with um, some posts that uh, Michael Rappaport had posted on his story uh, kind of criticizing KD in, in a post-game interview. Yeah, I would just like to read some of the quotes you get off of KD in this scenario, because it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> All right, he's referring to Charles Barkley in this, in this quote before I start. Chuck doesn't need you as security, you pale, pasty, cum-guzzling bitch. <laughs> Next quote. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I swear I'm going to spit in your face when I see your dirty ass. <laughs> he then proceeds to say, meet me on Wednesday tomorrow <laughs> at 10 o'clock. <laughs> calls him a pussy. Then he goes into all you do is cocksuck other men for attention. Basically a whole bunch of sucker dicks. Some of them, you know Katie, You know how he, he <laughs> likes to really talk on social media. And you kind of get two sides of the story, right? Because obviously as a Knicks fan, fuck Michael Rappaport. That motherfucker can't stay loyal to any fucking team. He's a fucking idiot. Fuck Whatever. Michael Although Rappenport. he did give us a great moment with the Tingus Pingus quote. Legendary. But at the same time, I mean, we got to talk about Katie being soft again (laughs) in this situation. Like, you are one of the best NBA players in the fucking world. You get paid tens and hundreds of fucking millions of dollars to play this fucking sport. And you will go down as one of the best of all time. Why the fuck are you giving Michael Rappaport attention? Especially attention to the point where you're sending him seven, eight, nine messages in a row on Instagram.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't – I'm not defending KD uh, I'll read you. I'll read you, you to you me right favorite, now. Can you read yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. one quote? Did you say pale, pasty, cum-guzzling? What, what, can you say that one more time? I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If KD is going to DM him, if he's that sick <laughs> about whatever Rapport is saying, saying, I mean, he really did a good job. Like, he really got his point across. Yeah. Like, like if you're going to go at somebody on Instagram DMs and you got to pull out everything, like, that's pretty <laughs> incredible. i got to give it to KD. I'm back – yeah, honestly – I am a KD fan again. Yeah, After that, yeah. After that interaction, because like you said, fuck Michael Rappinport. I love that shit, man. Yeah, I was about to say the
1: same thing. Uh, I fucking, I love, I love everything about this from, from KD. I think it's just, I think it just shows that KD is just a regular dude, you know. He's like, hey, <laughs> fuck you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, especially since it's well, Michael Rappenburg, Well let's just like keep KD's in mind the
0: like, NBA be the champion the of Knicks fans right now. Fuck that guy two hours ago. Yeah, fifty thousand so, yeah. dollars. Yeah, but that, that, 000, that, that, that was point. worth every. That was lot worth are every.
2: Homophobic insults, messages. <laughs> <carat is whatever laughs> I don't see it personally because I, you know, I know God, like how guys talk and how how angry one can get and the words that the creative words that can come out of someone's mouth. Obviously, he didn't mean it in a homophobic manner. I can see how it is homophobic, but I mean, Katie, you, you, you gotta stop being a bitch. I'm sorry. I'm on the opposite side here. I think, yeah, but okay. Well, may- while KD maybe
1: shouldn't have, if he was good, if you if he really wanted to DM, him, maybe he should have chosen his words a little bit better. But uh, Michael Rappaport just broke. He just broke all the rules, right? Like, if someone DM'd that to me, like I'm not, especially someone like Kevin Durant, I wouldn't. I don't think sharing it to everybody was the right move, right there. To try to be like, hey, look at me, look at what a bad guy KD is.
0: Yeah, I told totally you. You're know. calling KD. You're calling KD a bitch. I'm calling Michael Rapport. Yeah, Michael Rapport. KD's a bitch. not going around saying saying what Rapport's saying to him. Just handle. it. I mean, KD took it. If if Rapport took it like a man and said like, "All right, fuck you too," like, come spit in my face, like that, I would have. That would have been a respectful interaction. But Rapport just yeah. went to Twitter, crying all over it, saying, "Don't talk about my wife and kids." Like, yo, fuck you. You say. Unfortunately, in the position that he's put himself in where he's constantly in the media, constantly talking, if you can if you can just talk shit on all these players constantly yes. year after year and one of them finally says some shit back to you and then you go you and know, cry like a little bitch.
2: You know what the problem is I totally am with Fuck It's ridiculous. But at the same time, all- it's like, in this situation, no one fucking wins. But I think KD loses even fucking harder. No, no. KD wins if you look at it as like all right, two KD1, regular guys talking one-on-one. You see these messages, you're like, oh, my God, dude, you got fucking violated. But at the same time, I think these things being released <laughs> to the public and you everything. You just got violated. At yeah. the same time, yes, maybe some people start to like Katie again. But you have to think about it in terms of, all right, public perception and then your brand endorsements. Katie has a lot more to lose than fucking Michael Rappaport. No one gives a fuck about Michael Rappaport. So that's what I that's what I mean by KD needs oh, to stop being a
0: bitch. He's in obviously. a position
2: where he has a lot of uh, i mean, and he it's, needs it's to it's cut KD. out the crap.
0: I mean, it's not like it's not like Nike Nike would ever dream, unless KD sets did some really really bad yeah. shit. There's not much that he's gonna that he can do that would make Nike drop. He's pretty up.
1: untouchable right now in his career. Like you know, barring he doesn't say anything like really really controversial, you know, but also. <laughs> Does Michael Ravenpour really think that Katie's going to come and beat him up? Like,
0: <laughs> of course, of course
1: yeah, not. Yeah. Yeah, because you think in the middle because... of, of New York City, someone's going to be like, yo, is that Kevin Durant beating the shit out of a white guy?
0: <laughs> like,
1: he, like, he really thought he was going to pull up to that street and beat him up. Like,
0: right, yeah. This is exactly what I said. Michael Ravenpour played a cop on Friends for like five episodes. His character was a loser. And now he thinks he's tough. That's what it is, and he also th- because he's got a New York, he's got a New York accent, and finally KD says, "All right, meet me here." And Red Bull goes, oh, he's being, he's bad DMs, like this is ridiculous. Ridiculous. No, he sees
1: himself as Spike Lee to like Knicks fans, which is rid- yeah. ridiculous, ridiculous. Like that's genuinely how he sees himself. Because as soon as we get good again, he's like New York, stand up. And then that last season, he's in the Barclays Center every other day
0: wearing that jerseys. Like, Come on now, absolutely. All right, well. Does that wrap up the episode on a good note? I mean, well, thank you guys for tuning in. If you're still here, we appreciate you listening to all of our conversations. We'll see you next week.